Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Happy Monday. It's Monday, February 12th. We are literally in the middle of the month almost. Like, how is this happening? We have such an exciting show today, so I'm not going to take too much time to chat about everything because we have the incredible Zach Peter coming on the show today to talk all things Super Bowl, to talk all things, you know, um, Larsa. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff in just a moment. Before I get started, I want to shout out uh, my first sponsor of this week's episodes of Daily Dose of Donna, and that is Factor. So if you're like me and you're a busy person and you're working your butt off and maybe you have kids too and you're running after school, you know, doing all kinds of drop-offs and, and sports and events, and even if you're, if you, if you, even if you don't have kids. But you're busy because we've got a lot of TV to be watching, right? Got a lot of things to be listening to and TV to be watching. Just consider making your life a little bit easier and using something like a factor. Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that make eating better every day very easy, which is the name of the game. I'm all about easy. So wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. I wonder if they have like a carb and fat heavy, because that's what I would choose today. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash Donna. 50. That's D-A-N-A-5-0. So use code Donna50 to get 50% off. That's code Donna50 at factormeals.com slash Donna50. There's a lot of Donna50s in there. Thank you, Factor. All right. We are going to get into the show. Welcome, everyone. Big round of applause for Zach Peter. Zach, 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 Zach. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Zach. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Because, well, yes. I mean, always happy you're here, but especially happy to have you here because we are starting the week of love. Today, yes. Today is the first of the five-day week of love. Is it a seven-day or five-day? Should we make it a 30-day 30, a 30 month of love? But there aren't even 30 days in February. God dang it, you're right. <laughs> I really messed that one up. You know, um, put it on Reddit, you guys. The Blondie has no go. idea how many days of the month there are in February. But I'm so excited because I get to hug you in two days at the Bourbon Room. 
Yes, we're going to be live at the Bourbon Room. Again, we were just there in November for my No Filter Friendsgiving show. And now we have a No Filter Night of Love. It is Valentine's Day. I keep telling people, come on down, hang out with us. Um, bring a gal pal, bring a boyfriend, bring your mistress, whoever, you know, hit up uh, Rachel Levis and come on down to the Bourbon Room this Wednesday He's for our Valentine's Day show. I bet Rachel is available. You know, if if Rachel Levis wants to come with me as my date, I'm going to leave Lance at home. There we go. Lance Rachel. will be there. I'm going, um, I'm actually going with Amy Phillips, which is super exciting. Okay. And um, and then our friend Aliza Rosen, who's been a guest on Amy's show a bunch, and she's a producer. And there's going to be other really cool people there. Um, Patrick and Pohl. Yes. Uh, who, you, you list out your people because you know them better yeah. than me. We have Patrick and Paul that are going to be in the show. We have Chef Stu, who wrote the cookbook with Amy Phillips. We have um, some of my good friends, Evan Real from Page Six or the Virtual Reality Podcast. We have Josh from Louisiana, my friend Jeff Epstein, who hosts the Manic Podcast, Andy Lawani from What's Trending. We have Kristen Takeman from Housewives of New York. We have Hunter Matthews from Too Hot to Handle. So we've got we've got a fun crowd that's coming on out. You've got people from all walks of life. Um, that I, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's always a good time. You put on a great show. The last time you did a show, you were in all the like news articles because it was when what happened? Gigi said something about Lala. Yeah. How many like everyone's names has to just have like the same sound? Gigi, Lala, about but it's Kristen Doty, right? So yeah. what happened? Gigi, Lala, and Dodie. Um, so Gigi had some comments to make about Lala. She kind of like picked apart her appearance and attacked her mothering, um, her parenting at the show. And I guess Lala was not happy that Kristen didn't defend her in that moment. And so they've since had a falling out and they are, they're beefing. They're beefing. I mean, listen, they're, they're now going to be on like sister shows because of the Valley. So I wonder how that's going to work out. Do we have an idea when the Valley is premiering? March 19th, I thought. Oh, you know exactly when it's premiering. Yeah. You're on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> March 19th. I'm excited for the Valley. I'm excited. I think it's, you know, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a, a nice little switch up in in content. I'm excited for it if I knew a little bit more of what it looked like. Like, I'm assuming it's going to look like VPR, but that that trailer teaser gave us nothing, right? It gave us nothing, like, of substance. So it was hard to know kind of what show we're walking in on. Well, I think that was more of just, like, an official cast announcement more than it was supposed to be, like, a trailer or a teaser. So many people were, like, displeased with it, but I'm like... It literally is like old school, you know, summer by Bravo vibes. Like it's campy. It's cheeky. Like it wasn't really meant to tell us anything other than this is the cast and they're all grown up now. You know, it was like it was like Lala singing savings. Yeah. (laughs) So I think we'll probably get a trailer this week, if not next week. We're at this point four weeks out and that's typically when. Bravo releases the trailers. So if March 19th is the premiere date, then this week or next week is when I assume we get like an official Valley trailer. So I got a DM over the weekend. This is not the first time I've gotten these DMs about Jackson's Studio City. And I got a DM from someone. It was at 2 a.m. This woman sent me a DM saying, Donna, you're not joking. Like I just went 
into, she was at Rocco's, which is like a sports yeah. bar that is attached to Jax's. And she says, I was there. And then I walked over to Jax's at 6.30 or 7 on a Saturday night. And she said there was not one person in there. Have you been? I've been. They're not promoting it. We went like on a, like a total accident. Like, so it was like, oh, is Jax's open? Well, because I was at the House of Villains premiere and Jax was there. And, um, you know, I I was like, oh, we ha I have to check out Jax's when it opens. And he's like, oh, it's technically already open. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll have to check it out. And he's like, yeah, if you, you know, have some time, go and check it out. I was like, okay, cool. So then I went to Rocco, I went there and then realized that it was Rocco's. And it's more of just like, uh, a piece of, of the Rocco's property. And so it wasn't open at that time. So I was like, oh, maybe it's not open. So then I went to Rocco's and had a drink there. And then the waitress is like, oh, Jax's is actually opening at five. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I went over to Jax's right next door. And it, I mean, it was empty. Um, but it's five. It, yeah, it's five in the afternoon. It's in the valley. Um, Excuse me. Are, I mean, you I think, crap about, are you talking crap about my turf? No, but like, no, no, nobody's like, people hey, drink all day, my friend. <laughs> I think it was, well, it was funny because we'd gotten there and we were having a drink at the bar, just kind of check it out. It was, you know, it was a football, uh, it was a football night. It was Monday. Um, so there was a, there was a game on and, but the funny thing was, is I was ordering a drink and then there are only two other people that end up walking in and are sitting at the bar. And then I turn and it's Kristen Doty and Luke. And yeah. it was just funny that we were the only ones at Jax's. Um, but at that point, like I had gotten into like a full on blackout because the bartender at Rocco's was serving us doubles and we didn't realize that they were doubles, but he was telling us that was his happy hour special. And I was like, Oh, so I was, I was a litty city. Oh my God. Well, you know, I, 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 for Jax, I hope that it continues and, and survives, but look, I haven't been inside. I just know it's not, it doesn't have like a got like a good street coverage. Like you can't really see it from the street, meaning there's not like outdoor seating like that you can yeah. see or whatever. And then it feels very kind of almost dark in there from what I've seen. But listen, you never know, you guys, you never know what's going to happen. Um, Jack seems is to be promoting it the way Schwartz does, where Schwartz is like, come on down to Schwartz and Sandy's. I'm busting tables. You know, Schwartz is like trying to get people. He's always posting about it every day on Instagram stories. Like, is he really? I don't follow him that well. Oh my God. Schwartz is always like, come to Schwartz and Sandy's. We're having a watch party. We're having a Super Bowl party. We're having a charcuterie board. Like, he's like, everybody come down. I'm here. Come hang with me. Well, so I saw something else, and I don't remember if I saw it on an Instagram post or on Facebook somewhere, that someone went to Schwartz and Sandy's this weekend. Oh. And it was closed. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this, like, actually a thing that's happening that all of these bars are just – look, we do know that that bar took a major hit because of Scandival. Although, yeah. I was listening to Bitch Sesh, and, and um, Casey Wilson said they really messed up by asking him to step away you know, because they asked Sandoval to step away from the bar. And it's like, put them in, put him in a in that restaurant, in a booth, and just like have people come and get his autograph. That will get people over to Shorts and Sandy's. Like they messed up by saying Sandoval, stay away. I don't know. I have not been into that restaurant either. I have no idea. You've never been to Schwartz and Sandy's? No interest. 
Should I? I, um, I went pre-Scandival. So before everything kind of blew up, I went to Schwartz. Or no, I think it was post-Scandival. Um, I don't remember. I, but I did go. And it, listen, it's lovely. It's nice. I think the location's a little off. Um, you know, it's, it's, in the got middle, more of a, it's in the corner of a parking lot, kind of, right? Yeah, it's, I just think it's like more of like a West Hollywood type bar. It's a little more upscale. And the funny thing is, it's like, like, yeah, it's next to like a Papa John's. And then you have like a, a Gelson's across the street. And then to the right of it in that same parking garage is like a, um, a bistro, a wine and coffee, wine and beer and coffee bistro. Yeah. That it's like, it's in such a neighborhoody place that I'm just like, if you're going to like go for a glass of wine, like you're going to go to the bistro. You're not going to go to Schwartz and Sandy's like Schwartz and Sandy's a little too upscale and, and just a little pretentious for the location. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I will definitely, um, at some point, listen, I'll do the work and I'll go, maybe I'll go to Schwartz and Sandy's before the bourbon room. I'll stop by there for one drink. We'll see what time they open. All I know is that I talked about it last week, how Greg, the owner of Schwartz and Sandy's was caught in some sort of uh, kerfluffle, kerfuffle, 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 because um, his wife, his wife um, and his wife basically got into a fight with one of the protesters of Scientology. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yes. And I'm very invested in the Scientology of it all all of this Scientology. You know, it's crazy. I was I was getting my hair done. I've been going to the same girl forever. And those of you that have are Big Brother fans, you may remember, there is a guy that was on Big Brother early seasons. His name was Mike Mallon, Mike Boogie Mallon. Did you ever watch Big Brother back in the day? No, I was never okay. a Big Brother subscriber. Well, whatever. So Big Brother, he was a big, big brother guy. And he and my hairdresser ended up having a child together. But like, oh, not, not like it was very much like doctor organized because they both wanted kids. It wasn't like, let's be in a relationship. But this is when Mike Boogie was an owner in all these restaurants. There was a restaurant called Ketchup in West Hollywood. Did you did you like were you around at those days? I remember Ketchup. I never went to Ketchup, though. So Ketchup was owned by the Dolce Group, which oh, was yeah. Mike and Lonnie, but also Ashton Kutcher, Wilmer Valderrama, and Danny Masterson, those five. Yeah. And they own like Ledoux yeah. and like all these other Hollywood, that, all these things always were on episodes of like The Hills. Yes, but wasn't there, there was also a, um, I, damn, there was a reality show on, what was it, VH1, about their group and they were opening a restaurant and celebrities were coming in. Spidey was on it and Danielle Staub was on it and they were like building their next big restaurant. I need to, it was all about the Dolce group. I believe it was the oh, Dolce group. Cause I remember them talking about ketchup. Hold on. Uh, what famous food is what I, I think it was called famous food. There were so many good reality shows about restaurants back in the day. I watched a show with that Rocco chef. I forget what his name is. I think it was on NBC or maybe it was a Bravo show. And it was about his restaurant in New York. And it was so good. Like I miss good, good reality. I mean, yes. there's a lot of good reality. Let's be honest. Linking the name of a celebrity to a Hollywood restaurant is a recipe that can lead to a booming business, but it is not guaranteed. The concept is to put the is to put to the test in famous food, which gives seven celebrities a chance to turn a West Hollywood property into a successful restaurant. Heidi Montag, Vincent Pastore, and former Elliot Spitzer 
Paramore, Ashley Dupree. Oh, Ashley Dupree. And uh, among others, famous food connoisseurs. It's an, it was an eight-week show. They worked together to renovate a space, create a marketing plan, craft a menu, hire a staff, and perform other duties to get the eatery ready for business. Their and it's progress now is called Jax's Studio City. <laughs> right. So restaurant tours, Mike Mallon and Loni Moore. Yeah, Lonnie Lonnie. Moore. Yeah. Where the individual okay, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, yep. there's a lot of stories about Mike Boogie. I'll talk about that maybe another time, but you guys are all uh asking about it. Crazy stories. Google him. I mean, he got arrested for apparently stalking Dr. Will, who was also on Big Brother. Speaking of, do you watch Traders, Zach? Oh, I love Traders. Okay, Will Kirby, Dr. Will from Big Brother, he was one of the like top winners. I think like two seasons, I can't remember. He he was like an epic, legendary Big Brother guy. He's mm-hmm. going to show up on the season of Traders. I just saw okay. an article. He's showing up as a special guest. So okay. I'm kind of interested to see how that is going to happen, you know, to anyone or like how they're going to do it. But we'll have to see. Okay, wait, a few things. A yes. few things. What was I going to say? Um Let's get into like, uh, oh, speaking of reality shows that I've been watching this weekend because of my dosers, they told me to start watching Southern Hospitality. And I finished season one and I became obsessed. Like I became addicted to the show. They're so messy. Please tell me you watch Southern Hospitality or you've tried no. it. No. It's so up your alley. I know, but like I, I can't commit to another franchise. Okay, fine. But, but traders, I the wait, I've, I've subscribed to Traders. But yes, give me the 411 on what's going on with Southern Hospitality because I know people are loving it. Well, I I'll have- tell you, I just started season two and it's so, I'm like I'm really into it. I kind of can't wait for this to be over so I can watch one. Like that's a good sign of a good show when you're like craving yeah. it. Like you want more. Yeah, you look forward um, to okay. it. You're not feeling that way about Vanderpump? Vanderpump is not sucking me in yet. Yes, it just I started better about episode two than I did one, but the whole thing is just, I don't know. I think I'm Vanderpumped out. Yeah. What I mean, we so, I mean, we were so consumed in Scandival last year that it is a little much. I always said, and I feel like Bravo really fumbled the ball. This should have been the final season of Vanderpump and they should have marketed this as the final season of Vanderpump wrap up everyone's storylines. I mean, Yes, season 11. I think they should have even had like a Tom and Raquel sail off into the sunset storyline if they could have pulled that off, which clearly it doesn't look like they would have been able to. But have this be the final season, a shorter season, then have it pivot into the valley. And then eventually, like Ariana's done with the show. Katie can't be bothered by the show. Sandoval's, you know, he's, I don't think he's going to continue on. Um, I have I, mean, I have a question about Katie. What? I, I really hope I don't get attacked for this one. I you're gonna get attacked regardless. You might as well just yeah, say that's it. true. I could literally <laughs> say that I like, you know, rainbows and unicorns and people will attack me. Um, I can't wrap my head around Katie as like a reality star. Like she is so she just exudes unhappiness in every episode of every scene of every like of every season. That's her spirit animal, sloth. You know, who is the one that said it? Um that she just knits on the couch all day. It wasn't Schwartz the one that said that about her a couple seasons ago that she doesn't really do anything but sit on the couch all day. I mean, that's just Katie. Like, she is so uninterested in all of this. Like, she just can't really be bothered by the show. She just likes to sit and judge. I mean, and 
it was fine, but I just, I don't think she's interested in being a reality star. Like she just doesn't so, care. So, okay. But let's talk about this really fast. Cause something about her is, is their business. And that is completely, I mean, I would be shocked if that place ever opens. I don't think it's going to open at this point. They've like been sitting on it and too long. It's it's it for too long. There's really been no progress. Ariana's traveling all the time. So it doesn't seem like she's really that engaged. And if the business is relying on Katie Maloney to save it, then it's fucked. It's fucked. Like Katie needs to own a, an amoeba records. Like, I feel like Katie is more, you know, she's like more emo or like a cool, um, like Melrose clothing boutique or something. Some it's yeah. like a, a bright sandwich shop by Katie Maloney. It just doesn't uh, connect to me. And I agree. Stuff. I agree about this, something about her. And I'm, I'm actually really disappointed because I, tr do you think that they truly wanted it to work? And then just because yeah. of COVID issues, they pulled. I think they really wanted it to work. I think that they were very much invested in it. And then listen, Ariana got all these opportunities to do all this other stuff that it's like, she doesn't need something about her. And Katie just doesn't have the motivation to really do anything. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I, I don't think Katie can successfully get it off the ground on her own. And Ariana just seems preoccupied with all these other things. And it's like, how do you turn down these opportunities? Dancing with the stars, Chicago, you know, like she's getting all these endorsement deals and good for her. The unfortunate part is you see like Lay's got behind it at BravoCon and they did a whole big splash. Oh God, for that was a huge her. installation. Yep. So it's just like, you know, it, it doesn't look great um, that there was such a big like push and splash and promo behind it. But like, that's also the reality of like opening a business is sometimes you just don't you can't get it off the ground and it's a loss. And I think West Hollywood is a really tough location to pull that off. And they're doing this on their own. They didn't have Lisa Vanderpump or Lisa Vanderpump money behind them. They didn't have that expertise on how to open up a restaurant. And it was a sandwich shop. It was a random location. I was surprised that that was the location that they picked because it's such a tiny location. I remember what that place has been before and nothing there has ever successfully lasted. It's always had a quick turnaround. There's a lot of places in LA. I noticed this, like certain um, restaurant, like retail stores or restaurants that no matter what goes in there, it doesn't last. Like there's just yeah. certain areas that just maybe, but it's weird. That is a big walking, you know, walking area, right? It's up the street from Sur on its way to Santa Monica Boulevard. Yes and no. Like that area, I feel like is just like nobody's really walking by that there. Like the only time you get good foot traffic is at night. When, you know, people are bouncing cooked. from the Abbey to Sur or, you know, or up to Santa Monica or whatever. Like the times that people are putting traffic in that area are not the times that people are craving a sandwich. You have so many different options. You have Zinke and you have Bottega Louis that are all around. That, that like, if people are going to go to lunch, like they're going to, they're not going to go there, you know, to some random little hole in the wall. Not to knock them. Listen, I... Um, you know, I was looking forward to the sandwich shop opening. It's just not an ideal location. Even the restaurant, there's like a, a Mexican restaurant that's in between um, the Abbey and Sir. That even has struggled to kind of stay alive. You, it was yeah. a different restaurant. Now I think they've reopened it as something else. Well, maybe they should come to the Valley considering yeah. they both live here anyway. I feel like every, I mean, a sandwich shop would do phenomenal here in the Valley, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, I'm curious to see what happens with Ariana's career as the season progresses. And as when Chicago is over, is she just going to stay in the acting space and continue to get roles? I, I, I think what you just said about like, 
labeling this as like the finale of Vanderpump Rules because it's true. I do feel like we've hit our stride and now what are we going to do after? Like we're going to yeah. be done with these people at some point. Make it the final season. Do a big splash on it as we're sending them off. We're saying goodbye. The same way. Listen, the Hills did it perfectly. When they wrapped that up and they said, this is the farewell season. They even had Tom and our, uh, not Tom and Ariana, who's the Spencer and Heidi. And they had, they were the villain couple. I was like, that should have been Tom and, and Raquel is they should have come in like, like Spidey as the villain couple that got sent off and ostracized by the group. Like they could have even made it a little campy where they leaned into it and just like, you know, wrapped. I think the way the Hills did it was so perfect. They had the big rap party that was live. They brought Lauren Conrad back and it would have been the perfect way for them to put all the eggs into the Valley and get everybody hyped about the Valley and, you know, get Lala and Sheena to go over to the Valley. Lala, Sheena, you know, that would have been a perfect transition a perfect segue to get them all together. Schwartz is done. He doesn't care to be on reality TV anymore. He had a good run. Sandoval is going to go off and continue to do more shows like Special Forces. Um, he's Ariana sure he's House of Villains. Yeah, he'll do House of Villains. Like, he'll be fine, but he's, like, not going to be, like... It's just, I mean, maybe in a couple of years they could have brought him onto the Valley, but I just thought that would have been the smarter way because then everybody's attention immediately goes to the Valley. Whereas right now, I don't know if there's enough interest in the Valley to keep it sustainable. Dodie yeah, and Jack. A lot of these people, other than Jackson and Kristen, a lot of these people are kind of randos, at least for like most people out there. They don't know them. So it's all about, I mean, listen, it could easily, you know, turn into another 10 years. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, I personally, like, it's funny, Billy just commented exactly when I was about to say, I want to see Stassi. I want to see Stassi on my TV. Stassi She'll never and, do and her family. Well, she won't do the Valley. We know that from she her from Jeff Lewis, but she would do a, she said reality is in my future at some point, but yeah. it's going to be a stop. She, she said that on no filter with Zach Peter when I interviewed her. She, she, she did. Um, she said that she has to, she says that reality TV's in her blood and she'll come back at some point, but it has to be a show that makes sense for her life. And I understand why the Valley doesn't make sense with where her life is at right now, you know? Yeah. And she doesn't like Jackson Brittany. So it, she doesn't want to film with them. Yeah, yeah. It will be very interesting to see. And speaking of, I mentioned Jeff Lewis. You're going to be on Jeff this month, which oh, yeah. is such a big deal for you. I'm so freaking excited for you. I texted you immediately when I heard, and I was like, this is a massive, massive deal. Now, like like Jeff or not, this guy has a huge audience. So that is I know. I Listen, I love Jeff. I've been a big fan of Jeff's. I've never been Jeff Lewis obsessed, but I'm definitely a big fan of his. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to come on Jeff Lewis live. I believe I'm going to be going on February 21st. So listen, he invited me personally. I was very, you know, he said very nice things about me on his radio show recently. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be great. I wonder who your guest, like who your co-host will be, because he always usually oh. puts two people together. We shall see. You don't know yet. Or maybe you do. No, I don't know yet. Well, I mean, it was funny because I we had kind of like confirmed it. And then I didn't even like really know that like it was public until people started DMing me. And they're like, we just heard that you're going to be on Jeff Lewis. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean listen. You know that his ex, Chef Stu, is in your show. I'm sure he does. I mean, Paul and Patrick are in it. I mean, yeah, listen, Jeff's always been really nice to me, you know? Yeah. 
No, it will be good. It will be good. Um, and, okay. You know, so I don't pick teams. I don't pick sides. I don't do any of that stuff. Like I'm equal opportunist. I'll fuck anybody. Okay. <laughs> wow. All of a sudden I just got a little bit, uh, turned on. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of getting hot and bothered, I do want to shout out the second, uh, sponsor of daily dose of Donna this week. And that is Lumi. You know, January has come and gone, but it's not too late to start your New Year's resolution. And no, I'm not talking about getting tangled in an elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salads. Here's one that will stick. Smelling better naked. And we just talked to Zach about, you know, loving all teams. I'm sure Zach wants to smell good naked. And thanks to our sponsor, Lumi, you can smell good, Zach. With I or do without. smell good. I have Lumi. I'm wearing Lumi right now. I smell delicious with Lumi. Okay, you can smell good with or without clothes all year long. Lumi is a game-changing whole body deodorant designed, guys, get this, by an OBGYN. For those of you that don't know, an OBGYN is a woman doctor, you know, the one that helps deliver the babies and checks down there for anything good. So it works not only on your armpits, which is just a gross word. I don't like saying the word armpit, but also your feet, your privates, and everywhere else that we get odor. So no matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block... Uh, odor all day long, all thanks to a one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula, and they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. Make the switch to Lumi, and this year will be all about head-to-toe confidence. No salads or sandwiches from something about her required. Um, so we have a special offer. New customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link. Use code Donna, D-A-N-A, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. So. What is the deal with watermelon? Yeah, that's going away. I'll tell you exactly what the okay. deal is. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is happening right no, now? It's, it, and it really upsets me, actually. I don't even want to get into it. Oh. You know, it's a, it has something to do with the fact that um, I'm Jewish. So mm. we'll go, we'll move on from that. Okay. We have to talk about, um, sorry, I just got distracted. <laughs> I did too. I saw the live chat. I'm like, what is happening? I mean, and I love watermelon, but not like, not like that. Okay. Um, we are going to talk about a couple things. Number one, Larsa and Marcus. This was Ooh. huge news. This was during the Super Bowl. I was getting blown up on my phone. You guys. As of yesterday, it looks to me like Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan have broken up. What do you know, Zach? Just what she's been posting on Instagram, which is looking like she is sending him to the left to the left. I mean, I don't know. People were saying that he's been on Raya this entire time. And so they were like, you know, speculating that maybe he was like having inappropriate conversations with other women. It is, um, it wouldn't shock me if that was the case. You know, I have a girlfriend who's on Raya. You guys, for those of you that don't know, Raya is a dating website, like a Hinge or a Tinder or whatever, but you do have to have a certain status to be accepted into Raya. It's like Soho House, right? Yeah. You kind of like have to be, you either get referrals or they kind of like follow up and make sure that you are like a legitimate elite person. Um, that being said, I just lost Zach. That being said, if you, um, if you are on Raya, technically 
you're back. Technically, not- you are. He just went to go check his Raya profile to make sure that Marcus <laughs> isn't hitting on. No, him. I'm not on Raya. Okay, Sad. so. So you're not on Raya, but Marcus apparently was. And if Marcus was, it's not the first time I've heard many people that are in relationships, celebrity-ish people are on Raya. I find this very strange because my girlfriend is like, I just got matched with and she'll name someone who is in a relationship or married. I'm confused by this. I mean, I mean, because Raya is supposed to be like discreet, you're not allowed to talk about who's on Raya. You're not allowed to screenshot anything or else you can get banned from Raya. So I think maybe there's like an element of like, well, I can kind of be, you know, if I have an open relationship or I can kind of be like out there and be a little sneaky, like it's, it's a little harder to get caught. But I also think like, Sometimes if you like don't delete the app or you don't deactivate your profile, like it can still stay active. So, well, okay. So if he was on Raya, that's probably not a good sign, right? But regardless, we do know there's a couple little like things that stand in the way of their relationship. In this upcoming episode next week, we saw it in a trailer that it gets brought up that the news kind of broke that Michael Jordan, Marcus's dad, doesn't approve of the relationship, even though I guess Larsa had said, yeah, he totally is fine with it. I would imagine this is a huge sticking point for a relationship working. If your dad doesn't, your famous, very, very successful father doesn't approve of your girlfriend. Maybe that was the issue. I mean, it seemed like he didn't care too much that his dad didn't really approve of it. But I mean, I don't know. Larsa was posting like all sorts of like cryptic things about like, trust your gut. And, you know, the partner that you have in your life is going to be totally reflective of every other part of your life. So it sounds to me like there was something shady that went down that she was displeased with. And that's part of why she dumped him. And it seemed like it was even news to him because he didn't even realize she unfollowed him. How do you know that? Because he was still following her. And then suddenly, once everyone was talking about it, then he went and unfollowed her and then posted the story with his dad. Is there a world where he broke up with her? Oh, maybe. Because usually when you break up with someone. Okay, well, I guess it depends. If he did something awful and then she broke up with him, then she would be this bitter. But if she just broke up with him because she doesn't want to be with him anymore or for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like she would be posting all this cryptic stuff. This feels yeah. like a thorned hurt partner. Yeah, that makes sense. So she posted, should your friends unfollow your ex as a poll? So let's ask that question to you guys and to you, Zach. If you're dating someone and you guys break up, do you expect your friends to unfollow them? Um, I just went through this recently. Um, well, number one, I know Lisa Hochstein is still following him. I uh, just gonna throw that out there, or at least she was. Ooh, so this, this, is a, this is a shout out to Lisa, probably. And um, I didn't realize that that was what the poll was. I thought the poll was should you unfollow your ex, but yeah, I didn't realize your friends, friends unfollow uh, your ex. Um. Well, yeah. So this is. I just recently went through this. I had a friend that like went through a breakup. And I was very friendly with his boyfriend and only to find out that I'm the only one in our friend group that got unfollowed. And I was like, from the ex. And I was like, that's so rude. So I have a sensitive spot in all of this. I just don't like unfollowing. Like, I just think unfollowing people like sends a very hard, clear message of like, I'm done. You're dead to me. I think 
an unfollow in our world. And I know that we've just talked about this a little bit recently. Oh yeah. We just got unfollowed. <laughs> yeah. We got unfollowed. Um, I get unfollowed all the time, but it, we, yeah. if you, if you unfollow someone on social media, it is a clear message. Saying, I do not want to be your friend. <laughs> exactly. It's not as innocuous as people want to make it out to be. Like, it's actually, like, here's the thing. If you don't have, like, a relationship with somebody or you're not that friend, because, like, here's the thing. We go to these events all the time where we, you know, see people and we're like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Oh, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? Oh, okay, I'll follow you on Instagram. And if you don't really think you're ever going to see or speak to this person again in six months, I'm like, oh, I have no connection to this person. I'm not really that interested in their life. Unfollow. You know, it's not that deep. But when you do have a relationship with somebody, when you do have a connection, whether it's a friend's ex, you know, I think that's where unfollowing does make a big impact for sure. It's a, I mean, it's basically a passive way of saying, I don't want a friendship to continue. I don't want to continue to see you in my day-to-day -day life. Like yeah. I want to cut ties. And yeah. I remember Bethany, Bethany unfollowed Kyle Richards a few years yep. back and everyone was losing their minds over it. And she's like, it wasn't personal. It doesn't mean that I don't like her. I'm like, be please. Right. There is one reason and one reason only to unfollow someone. And that's because either they trigger you in some capacity, but mm -hmm. you know what the best way to do it? Just mute them. That's what I say. And that's why I was talking about the friend's ex that unfollowed me. I was like, why did he have to unfollow? Like, why couldn't he just mute me? Like I mute people all the time, but that doesn't mean I want to unfollow them because like unfollowing sends a very clear message. Yeah. 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 I and just, so I, think, I think in Lisa Hochstein's situation, like unfollowing Marcus is a very important, like that is a, a line you should draw in the sand and Martin Larsa should feel a type of way about her unfollowing him. But I can also see how like Lisa, like just doesn't think that much. She probably forgot she even followed Marcus. Yeah, I I don't think it was like an intentional thing. It was also Super Bowl Sunday, unless she told all her friends. And my guess is that Larsa, you know, this breakup happened at some point in the last few days. And she probably sent a message to her friends like we broke up. And then yesterday she was like spiraling and going through and seeing that people yeah. are following still. But you have to remember, like, there's a lot of people that are just busy and they're it's not like I am intentionally not going to unfollow him it's just more like I'm busy I, I'm, I'm at Super Bowl you know Lisa I'm sure was very busy doing her thing her Super Bowl thing okay the point is is that Lee, Larsa and Marcus are very clearly separated at some point I don't know if this is going to be one of those like she's still following him Lisa is still following Marcus As of 11 40 a.m pacific time Oh, so she, she is literally making it very clear. I don't want to unfollow him. I mean, at this point, yeah. Is he following her? Is Marcus following any of these people? So Marcus was still following Larsa when she unfollowed him. Yep. And he still follows Lisa Hochstein and Lisa Barlow. Oh, well, that came out of nowhere. Salt Lake City came in there. Okay, well, let's talk about this because they're on Traders, obviously, and they're going to have to do the reunion together. But mm -hmm. I, do think, I think that, you know, Marcus was very clearly showing um, allegiance to his dad because yeah. not only was there a breakup, but then he's like posting all about the fact that he's watching the game with his dad, Michael Jordan, which this is going to be a little side note. He posted in his stories watching the game with my dad and it was a picture of a TV. And I'm, I, listen, 
I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on here. But don't you find this interesting that you're in Michael Jordan's house and this is what your TV getup looks like for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I was a what's little going on there. I was a little confused and like it's uh, like a it's like a 27 inch TV on top of a little. Like I'm so confused. I know. Maybe everything's really big in the house, so it just looks small, but it's actually an 80-inch TV because they're, like, just big basketball players. Oh, that is a little TV on a little stand. Yeah, I don't know. But he's definitely with his dad. He's posting pictures of his dad as, like, a younger basketball player. So we'll see what happens. Um, I liked Marcus on Traders. Like, I don't know him that well from anything, but on Traders, he seemed like a really good guy. So be interesting to see them together at the reunion. Yeah, it will be good to see. I don't know. I mean, Larsa, she's gone up and down for me this season. She actually is surprisingly, like, gaining some points because of the way that she's been talking to Lisa. Lisa has driven me insane on this season of Miami. She's really becoming insane. It's hard to, like, because, like, you don't want to be Team Lenny, but it's also just like, okay, I get it. I know. I know. (laughs) I don't think I'll be Team Lenny ever. Yeah, I'm not. I can just be Team None of them. Yes, I'm Team the kids. Those kids are cute. Yes, and neither of them are doing any good for them. No, no, you're right. You're totally right. I mean, Lisa did get him a bank account. Remember, she took him to the bank. The little yeah. boy. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Heather says Larsa and Marcus were supposedly house hunting in Miami recently. Maybe Marcus is feeling the pressure and just walked away. Larsa was talking about freezing her eggs, too. She wanted to lock him down. How old is Marcus? I don't know. Anyone know? 38? Let's see. Yeah, Larsa should not be... I feel like we're done with the freezing of eggs at this point. She's got, like, old... Oh, he's 33. Wow, he's young. He's like my age. I'm 30 and he's 33. That feels way off. He seems way much, way older than me. She's 49. Larsa. Who's 49. Oh yeah. What was it? Relation. What is it? Isn't it called separation anxiety? Separation anxiety. Yeah. Think about what kind of separation anxiety Larsa's having right now because they spent every second together. I, I guarantee you Larsa's like having panic attacks. I wonder It'll if he did. I, um, he may have broken up with her. Oh my gosh. Yeah, seriously. Okay, wait. Let's talk about, now I saw a clip on TMZ of Tamara Judge standing on the top of a bar, mm. getting looking like she's drinking a few and falling over. At what age is it too old to be dancing on top of a bar drunk? I don't know, but I just feel like she's there. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever age it is, she's there. She's definitely there. Um, Yeah, I just, it's just not a cute look. And then I heard Vicky was there too. Vicky and Tamara have major beef. There's no way. I know. I heard she was just present at the restaurant. I don't know if she's filming or what, but she's just, she's present. From what I I think pours liquid in the clip you see Tamara dancing and then someone and then she falls and someone pours liquid on her crotch area and that was probably Vicky <laughs> Vicky came in she's like you gasoline she's like, you talk about me it was gasoline 
Oh my God, seriously. Um, there, Tamara posted a picture of, we'll get into Super Bowl talk in just a second. Tamara posted a picture of Travis Kelsey yelling at his coach, which we'll talk about. And she said, and then it was also a picture of her yelling at Vicky. And she said, same, same. So it will be, it will be interesting to see this next season of OC. I mean, I, I have to say the Alexis Bellino of it all will make it good TV. It will. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see Alexis and Shannon face off. I mean, I feel like Shannon's really going to come in real humbled. I, I I think so too. By the way, so many comments are saying how hot you are. Me? Oh yeah, you. It's Valentine's Day. If you think Zach Peter is hot, buy a ticket to his Bourbon Room, a Night of Love show on February 14th. Now there are live stream tickets, correct? Yes. So if people are not in LA, you can live stream the show. You can get a live stream pass at nofilterlive.com. Uh, it's going to be fun. It'll be-, It'll be really fun. It will be fun. And um, and that makes sure, you know, don't spend your Valentine's Day alone. Or even if you do have a partner and you're sitting at home, because who goes out on Valentine's Day to a restaurant, do the live stream and get in the mood. Although I don't know if it's going to be that kind of show. Oh, are we going to put people in the mood? Oh, you know it. I'm just going to spray oil all over your body. <laughs> it's that kind of a show. It's Magic Mike. Ooh, riding my pony. My pony. Okay. We are going to talk about all of that stuff because Usher had quite a halftime show. But before we do, I do want to shout out our last sponsor of this week's episode. That is Robody. If you are out there trying to lose weight and keep it off and you're struggling because you keep going back up and down, up and down. And if you're anything like me, you lost some pounds and then you saw queso at the Super Bowl party yesterday. And then it's all over because I have a weakness around Velveeta cheese. It's one of those things that I was never able to eat my whole life because who eats Velveeta? the cheese. And then when I'm around it and it's hot and then you have a chip, you can't stop. So if this is you and you're struggling, what if you could take a weekly shot to lose weight and keep it off? You may want to consider Robody. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Robody program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes. So you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. So make sure to sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to Roe.co slash Donna. That's R-O dot C-O slash D-A-N-A. Robody. You know, Zach, you should not be losing 15 to 20% of your body weight because you'll disappear. <laughs> Although you're muscular, you're doing your workouts. You're doing my workouts and putting on, I'm trying to gain muscle mass. Get that done. Yes. I've Are you upping your protein? Out, working. Out. I've been trying, yeah, I've been eating a lot of protein. You guys, I, I read uh, a whole study yeah. on this. If you want to work, if you want to gain muscle and lose weight, the best possible way to do that is upping your protein. So I, I'm I'm eating all the protein. Cottage cheese is a great source of protein. Did you know that? I heard about it from Bethany Frankel. Oh, Bethany created cottage cheese. You guys, she Bethany invented anything that we're talking. Right, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Bethany started the Super Bowl. Hmm. Okay, Super Bowl. Did you watch? I did watch. Tell me what your feelings were about. Okay, we'll talk about the game if you want, but let's talk about Usher. What did you I, think of Usher? 
I actually enjoyed Usher. And I think it was mainly just because I thought Rihanna did such a terrible performance last year that it, there was only, it could only go up from here. So I thought Usher did fine. The costume take. Uh, yeah, it, it's a serious one. Um, the Usher outfits were a little, there were some interesting choices. The roller skates, also an interesting choice. I like that he gave us, you know, a good throwback nip slip, like he's Janet Jackson. I appreciated that. Um, and I liked that we had a lot of throwback. Right? We had Alicia Keys and she was doing my boo. We had Luda, Luda. We had Lil John. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was here for it. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I watched it at the party yesterday. It was loud. It was like there was lots of people in the room. And I couldn't hear it very well. So I was just basically visually taking it all in. And I wasn't a huge fan. I rewatched it on YouTube this morning. It was much better, like fully being able to hear all of it and seeing it. But I do have some issues. So yeah. here's my, my situation. Number one. Usher, 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 Usher is, um, I used to think he was like so hot, by the way, like when he was younger, when we were, you know, like, what was his big, um, you remind me of, is that, was that like his big song? Like, what was the big Usher song that we all found out about Usher? These are my, burn, let it burn. Let not it burn. Like Usher's original. What's yeah. Usher's original Usher's OG, like original. His biggest, like Burn, Confessions, My Boot. Like that was like his big peak Usher's era. Usher's first song, Call Me a Mac. <laughs> what is that? His first hit single was Nice and Slow. You make me want to leave the one I'm with. Start a new relationship with you. Um, so... Oh, I can't say the story because you guys are going to hate Lance. But yes. So anyway, uh, I'm going to I'm going to skip over that. But Usher does have some great songs. I thought the energy was a little bit like low during the beginning part of the performance. And I love it when they have a like a killer high energy song and then low and then killer high energy and low, which I feel like most Super Bowl performances do that. It kind of takes you on a journey. And I felt like it just kept getting more and more in the end was like the biggest energy of it. But there was a lot of kind of low energy, slow jams. And I feel like that to me is what I was wishing there was, it was a little bit more. I like it like a big, two years ago, there was like a Snoop Dogg, like all these amazing. That was one of their good, yeah, Rihanna sucked. Um, but the How Snoop Dogg. I think Rihanna sucked so bad. It was so boring. She had no surprise guests, um, which is, and she didn't do anything. She, I mean, I get it. She was pregnant, but like, I don't know. I just thought like we could have done a little more with the dancers, the theatrics, something like she it just seemed like she didn't really want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Missy, Mr. Elliot. So what about Usher is like, you guys do feel like Usher is literally trying to be Michael Jackson and this dance moves and everything. Oh yeah, he was definitely he was trying to make that happen. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. So that's the thing that bu bugged me. There was like a couple things that I felt like were a little bit off. I mean, look, he's a very sweaty person. He should have used Loom. Oh, he, he was so sweaty. He should have done something about that shine. It was very sweaty. And then, okay, guys, please don't attack. I please. didn't love how he was like taking off his clothes in the middle of the show. Like, why? I didn't mind you it. You loved it. I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't mind it. Okay. Like, what about that one? Usher does. Usher gets naked. I don't know that. 
I, I've never seen Usher in concert. These are my confessions. What about that one part where he took off his clothes and then all of a sudden he was doing this? Again, the, the listen, there were some choices that I, I cannot co-sign. Um, but I still like I'm I'm very much an Usher fan. So Prince, Lisa says Prince set the bar. No one will ever come close to it. Yeah. Prince had an amazing. Prince was great. I feel like so was Lady Gaga. 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 Gaga she needs to hang out with Lala. She's like, oh my god lady yeah gaga i mean i still love the justin timberlake of it all like i oh with the boob the, the boob the boob and justin um i will say i will say it was a lot of um it was a lot of fun to you know just kind of be reminded of a lot of these like 90s or 2000s hits yeah. um usher does not age he still has such a baby face i know and did you notice okay so other than that did any commercials jump out at you? No. I didn't really pay attention to them, though. The commercials are really hard to pay attention to when you're at a party. Yeah, because it's like you're not focused on the commercials. Like, you're there for the game and you're there for the halftime show that I just feel like commercials get glossed over. Especially because I feel like most commercials now just, like, leak on or they get posted online that it's like, I saw Chris Jenner was in one looking terrible. I missed that. Which one? Do you remember? I don't know, but her hairstyle was awful. What about what about the Dunkin' Donut commercial that they paid Ben Affleck apparently ten million dollars to be in, and J Lo was in it, and Matt Damon was in it. Did you see that they were doing some sort of like a dance? No, I saw the the Ross and Rachel one. I missed that. Okay, so I bet I bet today there's going to be like websites where you can watch all the best commercials. Yeah. I was just shocked that like Timu. Timu had an ad like these random companies had ads. I'm like, wow, they just really spent so much money just to get like a second. How is Timu a thing? Like, why is Timu? I've never stopped on Timu. Huge in China. Mm. That's what I heard. That's what someone yeah. told me at the party. Oh, I've heard week. that too, but I'm just like, how? Like, they're really trying to push it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was like a huge thing. Um, I mean, my kids talk about it. Like, it's. I think it's the ads are crazy all over YouTube yeah, and all over. Yeah, there's ads oh. everywhere for Timo TikTok. TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. There's always something that Instagram's trying to tell me to buy from Timo, and I was like, I that price is alarmingly low. I don't trust it. Yeah. So let's talk about the game. Um, I actually was invested in the game at least towards the end when it got really oh, close. I mean, I listen, I don't care either way. So I had to go with Kansas City. But my my husband's business partner is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So like, it's kind of been a thing in our house that like, if Kansas is playing, we'll mm -hmm. be into the Chiefs. But this story, it's a love story. It really did solidify this like Super Bowl, like, you know, Cinderella story, essentially, with Taylor being there. So of course, I was Kansas City. I love Donna Kelsey. I love their mom. Like, I love the story. Okay. What about you? I was a 49er fan. I was rooting for the Niners. I was I was so invested in those last overtime minutes. I was screaming when the Chiefs came in at the last minute and won the game. I was, was like, crazy. what is? I was like, there's no way. I was like, the Niners had it. I was like, what? I was so confused. Yeah, it was I, oh. I would imagine for a 49ers fan, it must have been a devastating loss because oh. all the whole game, it felt like it was a 49ers win. 
it, 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 like they were winning the entire, and then at the last minute, it's like, oh, now we're going into overtime because the Chiefs came and swooped in. That one I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, Niners got it. And then at the last minute, the Chiefs, there were six seconds left on the clock, and they came in and won the game. I was like, no way. It just it was it, honestly it a very, very good ending for a Super Bowl. Like, I, I don't remember it ever being such a nail biter moment for a Super Bowl game. As, as far as I can remember, like the whole party towards the end of the game was watching the game, which usually towards the end of the game, you're like kind of over it. Everyone was so obsessed. Um, A lot of people wanted the 49ers because there was also like an underdog story. I think people yeah. like the underdog and Taylor you know, Casey mania and Travis Kelsey. It's like, it became such a huge story in the last few months. And it kind of overtook over all it. the other NFL games over it. And her being so shocked that they want, I was like, bitch, you didn't win a Grammy. Okay. You can put your fake face away. OMG, please don't make the Swifties come after me. His no, name no. is Zach Peter. He has his own show and his own YouTube yes. channel and his own podcast to review. Okay. Don't come after me, Swifties. I actually I, I like Taylor Swift. I love a good shake it off. Give me a ooh, ooh, look what you made me do. I love all the Taylor jams, but I'm so tired of just seeing Taylor and Travis in the newsfeed all the time. It's another story about I'm like, oh my God, I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't stop. I mean, it's like, wow, that's how I felt about a lot of things. Taylor and Travis, it was a big day. day. If we continue yeah. to hear about Taylor and Travis every day after we this, will. I will lose my mind. I we feel will. like now is like we need a hiatus from TT. But Somebody I will call say Kanye. Somebody get Kanye on the phone. We need to take the mic away from Taylor. No one get Kanye on the I'm I will kidding. never support Kanye on this show. <laughs> Kanye has officially lost the plot. Like Kanye, I thought he came out yesterday and singing. Like there was a guy who was the guy that was singing with, with Usher that had like a mask on. I don't know. That was, was one. I could, no, I couldn't figure out who that was. That will I am? I don't know. It was someone. Sorry. I, I, I honestly, I really do believe. In my opinion, I think it's a cute story. I think it's a very, um, you know, sweet storybook ending. They support each other. The biggest it America's sweetheart. It was Will I Am. I thought. See, I was oh, right. It was Will I Am. I was like, okay. I'm about to get canceled for saying that. Oh gosh, today's a very, very dangerous show. Like we are really towing the line. Um. So wait, about Taylor. The story, like I was with my son, my 11-year-old Taylor, a Swift obsessed son who was looking mm -hmm. at his phone all day and like following her jet. Remember the story about her jet? Well, he was following it. Like everyone was watching to see the Taylor and the Travis thing. Travis, not only did he win the game, he also had some real bad press. Did you hear about Ooh. him yelling at the when he was coach? Nice. Uh, yeah, he's like, that's my opinion. Yeah. He yelled so hard at his coach, and I don't even know why. I don't remember what happened that made him yell, but he got real mad, and he got really angry and got in his coach's face so much so that the big coach kind of like fell backwards. It was I pretty think, intense. I think Travis in that moment found out that Monica was reality Von Teese. He did. He was like, receipts, proof, screenshots, timelines. Everything. Everything. Yep. So a lot of people are going all in saying, uh-oh, red flag, red flag central. Travis Kelsey yeah. is a dangerous human being. Taylor needs to be careful. I don't think so. I mean, listen, maybe he is, but I think that 
you know, yeah, emotions are, are heightened. Traumatic. Yeah, people are being traumatic. The emotions are heightened. There's so much pressure on you. That doesn't make what he did okay. But, like, you, humans have human reactions. And it just, it was. that's what that looked like. It didn't look like it was anything. I mean, he shouldn't have done it. And, you know, I don't let me ask you a question. If you had to only hear about one couple for the next month, one couple, and it was between Travis and Taylor, mm-hmm. Megan and Harry, kill me, or Courtney and Travis, who are we choosing? Oh, I mean, not Taylor and Kelsey. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I love to troll the Royals, so I would kind of want some new content to riff on. Um, Courtney and Travis don't really do anything interesting. Yeah, I'd rather hear about the Royals so I can drag them. Josh says Donna and Lance. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'll talk to you about my husband that I know you guys love talking about so much. Um, Courtney and Travis, a lot of you are picking. I don't want to see anyone's tongues. And so I'm going to pull Courtney and Travis out of there. But I also kind of want to care about the couple. So I have to pull out Megan and Harry because I don't care about them. So it will be Travis and Taylor. But mostly, I'm curious what happens when the fame dies a little bit because they're both, well, Taylor will never have fame die. She has a new album every second. But Travis, like, it's, you know, he's not going to be so much in the limelight right now as they're on hiatus. I wonder if Taylor is going to get bored. Um... Josh and Zach? No, hmm? Hmm? Josh will be there on on Wednesday. Come to this live show at the Bourbon Josh, Room. Um, he's not from Texas. <laughs> no, he's from Louisiana. Um, Which, he's had that handle for a very long time. Oh, he's he started the from, and he and Bethany are the founders <laughs> of everything. <laughs> um, okay, Phaedra and CT. That's the couple that I want to talk yes. about. I want to talk about that couple. I am here for that couple. Tell me, are CT and Phaedra stepping? Have they? No. Are they, they in relationships? Know. No. I think they flirt, but no. Are they still separately? Yes. They have I believe to hook so. up. They have to hook up. They have to they have to pick up where Mar- Marcus and Larsa dropped off. Like they have to be the next they have to take over separation anxiety. Uh, I don't know. I think CT is just a hunk of burning love. And yeah. Phaedra is, Lord, not I can sue. Oh, Phaedra's, he's recently divorced. It's perfect. Maybe he wow. wants to be a stepdad. He just got divorced. Where does she live? Is she still in Atlanta? I believe so. Where, or where do they take married to medicine? Yeah. Tamara and Janelle said on Tamara's Traders podcast that CT has been super cold to everyone since filming. That's not a good sign. I'm a CT lover. Well, I mean, he must not win. Ooh, there you go. Okay, so any final um, things to talk about? Oh, Love is Blind is starting this week. Are you into it? Yeah, I like Love is Blind. It starts February 14th. Are you watching Feud, Capote and the Swans? Not watched it yet. It is on my list. Um, I loved Feud season one, Betty and Joan. I'm ready for the Swans. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. It's really good. Um, Southern Hospitality, I'll watch for us. 
And, you know, we'll see what happens. There's a lot, there's a lot going on this week, you guys, all the shows we're, we're going to keep talking about it. Follow Zach over at just plain Zach all over the internet. I have a podcast called No Filter with Zach Peter that releases Monday through Thursday with bonus episodes on Fridays. I'm doing a No Filter live show with a very special announcement this Valentine's Day. So come on down to the Bourbon Room. The Bourbon Room. I want to hear, hear the um, special announcement. A special announcement. <gasps> Am I off the market? What's going to happen? You never <gasps> know. Are we? Okay. I can't <laughs> wait. Now I, I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Come to the bourbon room, guys. guys, If you you go, you will have a chance to date Zach. That's what the special announcement. You remember Catching Kelsey a few years ago? It's going to be called Catching Zachy. New reality show. There we go. All right, you guys. Um, Thank you so much for being here, Zach. Love you. Thanks, dosers and Zach Packers for being here. And I will see you manana. Bye, guys.